who is in Asheville working on a federal holiday. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I don't I don't mind. I work all holidays usually, so it's okay. Um and look, I saw what's his face? Charlie Kirk sent out some tweet which was the irony people now pulling like his previous tweets uh talking about right. how, you know, he was pro Juneteenth and now uh yesterday he's anti Juneteenth and he's like, "Oh, this is terrible." Uh, it's just a really bad take. Look, this is like Juneteenth. I am fine with this as a holiday. It, it, it celebrates the very best of American ideals. It, it, it's something that we should celebrate. There is and people say, well, maybe it should be for like the passage of the Emancipation Proclamation or, uh, you know, uh, constitutional amendments. Um, but we don't and never have really celebrated that stuff. This has already been going on. Like, it's just it's plug and play here. Just let let it happen. Right. It's OK. And it makes everybody feel good. You, and also the right should not see this to the left. Right. Do not see this to the left. It's not their holiday. It's our holiday. The Republicans were the ones who freed the slaves. Why would you abandon your legacy? Oh, Pete. What? Nobody told you about the when they red rovered each other, <laughs> That's right. and then everyone went and switched. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man! Shout out, you Thomas never had Mills. that explained to you on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just big game of red rover. Everything got confused, and then mm-hmm. they all sat at different desks. I'm not sure how it works. So yeah, and uh, um, if you are interested in actually yeah. lo- in delving deep into that, Sean Trend uh, from Real Clear Politics has done a lot of work on that. Uh, like, it just on its face, it's just an absurd. Uh, idea that uh, you would have uh, all of the people who are so angry at uh, at LBJ for you know signing the Civil Rights Act into law that uh, they all went over to the Republican Party who had supported the Civil Rights Act. Like I I don't understand that argument anyway. Well, but the the thing is, is now these are the arbiters of truth, man. Right. Um, <laughs> you were, right. We were just discussing this this piece that NBC News did. And um, it's it's actually one of the more terrifying news stories because it is it is an admission at the end of the day that the totality of what is approved thought and then, of course, how we then how it then played out from a um, executive order standpoint and from a talking point standpoint and from a banishing and canceling of people standpoint. Everything having to do with covid was driven not by science. I know you're going to be shocked. (laughs) <laughs> but rather by uh, 20-somethings in Silicon Valley teachers' union writing CDC guidelines and a leftist uh, media narrative. And this wasn't just when Donald Trump decided Florida was a better place to live than, than New York and then they could take some you know obstinate position. This was literally life and death, mm-hmm. and that's who's been driving this. And people who are the top, at the top of their game from a science perspective Uh, literally said, quote, at the time, it was scarier to be associated with Trump and to become a tool for racists. So people didn't want to publicly call for the investigation into the lab origins. Uh, And according to that University of Michigan study, to be a racist, you need only utter once uh, Wuhan virus after CNN had deemed it uh, not okay. Right. This is scary stuff, man. It is. It's also the reason why we need my idea of the app, the woke app. And this way it will constantly update all words for us to tell us which ones make us racist and not. That's my idea. Uh, So if anybody wants to implement that, I will take all the money. You do the work. 
it's a, I think a fair okay. arrangement. Wow. Yeah. Um, but no, and honestly, it is, uh, it is kind of terrifying. It actually goes back to something that I've been hammering for a year. I think we've talked about this as well, this misperception. Remember the Gallup survey that was done um, about people's perception of the risk of COVID and people on the left have a, have a far greater misperception of the risk of catching it and dying from it. And by and large, these are the people then that have been not only creating the policy, but they have also been the ones that are supposed to be, quote, you know, holding them accountable. The left questioning the left, when they all have this misperception, they are in a negative feedback loop and it doesn't ever stop. And no voice from the outside can penetrate that. And then you find like they've got like direct channels to Twitter. When something happens, there are emails that came out uh, that show uh, in California when they found out, oh, somebody is saying something we don't like on Twitter, and they would send it directly to the Twitter team, and within hours, boom, shut down. So do Republicans have that kind of a line to the big tech companies to get their opponents silenced? And and the more important thing, as you mentioned, is this is a, these are life and death decisions. And when you've got one side, quote unquote, of the debate that is getting shut out of the debate and being deplatformed out of the public space so people can't hear the actual science and the data then uh we are all at a uh, we're all at a disadvantage and uh i and i'm also kind of like there's a there's a part of me that wants to tie this to that have you seen the story about the uh, the defection the rumored defection from china have you seen this story this is like the Wait, top uh, spy catcher in china his daughter goes to some college, apparently, in California, and he came to visit her and apparently defected and brought with him all sorts of computer intel and documentation from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And well, don't give – yeah, don't nah, give that to the same people they gave Biden's son's laptop He to. has info on that, too. Oh, good. Yeah, so – Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now – and so redstate.com had uh, broken this a couple of weeks ago, and so they're – and again, this, these are the rumors because obviously he's a spy and now he's defected, and so they kind of keep that stuff, you know, close to the vest. But it tracks, and now it's been picked up by a, uh anti-Trump pro-CIA blog called Spy Talk. They're now – they've now named this guy, and I'm not kidding. His name is Dong, but that that's that, that's his name. And so they, they, they've now put this out. And it also it also tracks with the time when the Biden administration changed their tune on investigating the origins of the virus. It lines up with that. So he's apparently been debriefing uh, the DIA. So we'll see. We've had several iterations where people have essentially had to come out and be like, ah, Trump was right. right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we've seen a, the the. What what I don't understand though is nobody seems like apologetic or guilty over <laughs> no, it. No. I call it the Gump effect, and I, I, it's not really fair to Forrest Gump. It's the it's the boyfriend that beat up on Jenny at the Black Panther party. That that guy. Remember after he uh, after you know Forrest Gump then attacks him, and then the next day they're they're leaving. They're at the buses, and what does the guy say to to Jenny? He says, you know, it's just this war and that sob Johnson, right? That's the reason I whipped up on you, right? Like there's this is the argument coming from these people that's like well it's not our fault that we didn't do our jobs it's not our fault that we were blinded by our partisan rage and hatred of donald trump it's donald trump's fault and like no i'm sorry that doesn't fly look you know 
you, whatever your opinions are of Donald Trump, that should not prevent you from <clears throat> doing your job and from doing the ethical and correct thing, the science-based, data-driven thing. And we have so many examples. This is why I've said for, you know, for years, Trump broke so many people, pro and con. There are some people they can't get out of their way to you know fall on the sword for him, and there are other people they can't see past anything that, uh, uh, that he touches. Everything is viewed through the prism of Trump, and it is incredibly destructive. Well, it's because they haven't and likely will not pay a penalty for it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like any bad behavior, if there's no penalty for it, you what's your what? I mean, what what incentivizes you to stop it? Mm -hmm. Well, and in fact, uh, it got better insulated now. It's so insulated now that they've almost perfected the art of not requiring anyone to pay a penalty for it right well yeah and they actually made money off of it right their their anti-trumpism made them a lot of money during the trump term now of course their ratings are cratering uh joe rogan even now uh ripping into brian stelter because i think right yeah i mean uh i I believe stelter has fewer uh he's got a smaller audience than the uh the news and observer now i want to say Oh, I'm sorry. That's a Come on. that's a cheap that's shot, but I take them sometimes. The you know here's the issue though. In some cases, you'd almost maybe self-correcting by their own hand. Um, I have seen multiple stories this week, including the student body president, um, <laughs> the uh, the Black Caucus, uh, and these are folks over at UNC who are either actively trying to get people not to come there or are threatening to leave. And I got to tell you. I'm kind of of the don't let the door hit you mentality if it means purging some of the really, really, really hard left and very partisan thinking uh, within the university system. So if this wants to be a problem that starts to clean itself up, I can't I'm not really going to tear up. Uh, I don't know where you are on this. No, please don't go. All right. I think think I've done it right. Is that sufficient? Um, That was very, very convincing. <laughs> I, yeah. No. I, I, look, I, I'm not going to beg you to stay. I'm not like honestly. I, I, this, I, this is the libertarian in me. If you want to leave, leave. Bye. Like, I, there's nobody telling you you have to stay at this school that is so inherently systemically racist that it made you the student body president, right? Like, go, go find someplace else. You'll be happy. Life is too short. I tell people this like as well, like you're a radio host. You get this right. People call in and they're like, I can't believe you said this. I hate you. Like, well, then change the station. Right. Right. Like, I don't I'm want sorry, to. The free product is <laughs> living up to your expectations. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to add to your, you know, mental discomfort. Go, you know, be healthy. Get me out of your life. I don't want to be in your life if I'm causing you this kind of uh, agitation. So find someplace else. And I think the uh, North Carolina taxpayers um, might be grateful. Well, uh, right. But of course, then it you know it ends up on the front of the News and Observer and yeah. REL. And the, there was a chemistry professor who was wanting to come here. And she's like, I, I can't a good conscience come here. And I'm thinking... You're a chemistry professor. Why are you weighing into the politics of this? And then on second thought, good. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I understand you know. why. I mean, I understand why they people who you know, this is sort of the, the so the two sides of this argument is that like if you achieve fame or, you know, in, in that profession, she is, you know, highly sought after. And so therefore you should use that that uh, platform in order to advance change and to do good with it. Right. I mean, same reason why 
you know, radio hosts will do things like, uh, you know, hook up with a charity and try to give back to the community, right? You use your platform for things that you think are good. And that's one side of it. And the other side of it is like, yeah, you're going to start alienating people. Like if you start picking charities to support that, you know, are like, you know, pro, uh, you know, pro-Israel or pro-Palestine, like when you start drawing lines like that on the politics, then yeah, you're going to alienate some of your, uh, uh, some of your potential audience. And uh, to her, uh, to these people who are saying like, I'm out, I'm not coming to this uh, school, their audience is not us, right? Like we're not, <laughs> we're not because we don't care if you don't come or come, you make whatever decision you want. Um, no, 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 no. But I don't, it's not that I don't care. I'm actively rooting for right. her not to come. <laughs> That's right. So My I apologies. Do, I, I have picked a horse here. That's true. And the horse is all right. You know what? If this is if this rules your life more than anything else rules your life, then I'm not totally convinced you're going to be using all of your teaching time uh, to teach chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like you're going to you're going to uh, ingratiate yourself into uh, various other areas that are have nothing to do with chemistry per se. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the uh, the teammate in like a professional uh, you know league, a sports league, where you know they they get involved in off the field things, whether it's politics or trouble or whatever, and they become a distraction. And at some point, management has to decide like, is the juice worth the squeeze on this? Do we want the person and all of this attendant baggage? Um, and you know, sometimes they say yes, right? If the person is really that good and the 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 juice is worth the squeeze there and so they they hire the person on but like this stuff is so, like th to the people who actually care and i mean i understand your point about caring but like to the the universe of people who are motivated by these stories it's not a critical mass okay it's the <laughs> most people are like oh this person doesn't want to go to work at unc okay and then like that's the amount of thought they pay to it so again i'm not right, the target audience Right, but it's but it's more of um, it's more of the deception that goes back to that NBC News yeah. story, and that, that you know again, there's no price to pay. Uh, just a couple minutes left here, and I want to give you this opportunity. Mm. Um, what was your favorite part of the week uh, having to do with the big European trip? <laughs> um, was it the narrative that at one point Joe Biden looked into Putin's eyes and told him that he didn't have a soul? Was it the 10-second brain reset when asked about it later on at that press conference? Was it the list of 16 things you can't attack? Um, where where are you at on this, Pete? Well, I'm somewhere. So I was. <clears throat> I liked the yelling at... Uh, Caitlin Collins from CNN, right? The screaming right. at her, uh, telling her she should find another line of work before he then apologized later. Um, very Trumpian. This is the thing that, uh, like, the people who are the biggest detractors of Donald Trump, and then they turn around and 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 you know nominate Joe Biden. It's like like that guy is kind of the same thing that you guys all decried you you hated that you know Trump was this you know abrasive guy he'd come in and you like flip over the tables. Well, that was Joe Biden's thing. But he was a politician, right? So he did it with more <laughs> political uh, smoothness. But yeah, Joe Biden has been this kind of a guy his entire career. Anyway, so I like the Caitlin Collins thing just because it highlighted the hypocrisy of the media, particularly who were like had no problem with it. Um, but uh, really, my favorite thing was Boris Johnson's gift to Biden and Biden's gift to Boris. So Biden gave Boris Johnson a bike, bicycle. Boris. Yeah, it's a very nice one. Very Handmade, nice. the whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Went to like some place in Philadelphia or something, some bike shop. Yeah. And do yeah. you know what Johnson gave?
Biden. He gave him a he gave him <laughs> a copy of a mural that an artist in the UK had done of Frederick Douglass. Right. It was a printout from the Wikipedia page frame. No, it was no, it wasn't. <laughs> No, 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 no. I thought it, they they ran that story and then somebody and corrected then I actually it. saw yeah, corrected it. I still like but the, the story. The irony was it was one of those that was so sweet that it just went everywhere immediately. <laughs> I yeah. still like it. I still like the story. <laughs> that's well, my, it's like, that's remember my when favorite Barack story. Obama, yes. Remember when Barack <laughs> Obama gave the Queen the uh, copies of his speeches right. on tape? That's right. And she gave him, what, a pen made from the Amistad? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, we yeah. really suck at this. Well, look, hey, I'm I'm usually pretty bad at gift giving. So yeah. when so like when I see stories like this break through and I'm like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one. So, yes, too good to check. Uh, I like the original story uh, of the uh, the printout. I do. I like the original story. Yeah, I do too. And uh, the irony was, I only saw it actually fact check like one other place. I saw nobody correct it because they're just like, "Dah, this is too good. This is too good." So, <laughs> all right, uh, show dot com. You want to uh, hear more and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy roasting this weekend with the rest of us. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's finally hit us here. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. We'll be back. Hang on.